If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Thank you so much for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast today. We get to talk with Polish immigrants today who are living the American dream. But we all know that that usually starts with some sort of a challenge that we have to overcome. So I'm very happy today to have Nicholas and Edith Mieskowski on the podcast today. And we did name practice beforehand, so they may have to... Um, repeat the name to make sure we get it right. But they are the owners of Golden Wing Mobile Homes and also have a charity component to that. And I'm very happy to have them here today to talk about their story and how they're helping other people also have the American dream of owning a home. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you for having us. Yes. I'm really excited to talk with you. I just, I had read your story that I was reading again this morning and I'm like, wow, this, I really have to know more about, you know, how this came to be. So tell us a little of the, the journey that brought you to here. So that our journey started um, in 1993. Um, the reason of our um, moving here from Poland was, uh, was uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Samantha. Uh, she was born with the brain tumor in Poland and um, we did have uh, the treatment there, but we we were living in a post-communism uh, country at that time, uh, and uh, we didn't have much chances for her to survive in Poland. Mm. So uh, part of my family was live here in Chicago, and we have a chance to come here with Sam, me and my husband. So uh, yeah, so we made this decision and. Uh, said, okay, uh, we do whatever it takes to, to do as much as we can for Sam and for our lives as well. So, uh, because in Poland, they just wanna put Samantha in the institution and uh, because they didn't see, you know, that they can do anything for her. So I said, no way, I'm not ready, you know, uh, for it and <laughs> never ever put my child right. in the institution. So uh, we came, we decided to came here. We just came with uh, two suitcases, $500 in the pocket and with the child with challenges. So the start was really, <laughs> really something. <laughs> wow. And, and how great that you had family, you know, that you had a destination, although yeah. I'm sure well, I, I couldn't say what expectations were, but I'm sure that, you know, it, it was definitely a challenge and it's very courageous to make a choice like that, you know, and honestly a life-saving choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were, uh, I was very grateful to have uh, my mom here and uh, grandma. So they were able to help us in the beginning, you know, to mm -hmm. uh, find the apartment for us where we can live. So we were really blessed with this part. So, however, it wasn't very easy because we came without the language, without anything. So, you know, totally strange, different country. <laughs> you don't right. know much people <laughs> and you have to go to the doctors and talk about your daughter's health. And it's like, oh my God, how are we gonna do it? 
yeah but yeah but step by step baby steps every day you know step by step and uh i think we did a good job with that yes <laughs> and how how was your daughter today uh she's doing great she's with the special needs uh she has a very severe autism Mm. uh and uh, she's non-verbal uh she needs a supervision 24 hours mm -hmm. so uh, a couple of years back we found a group home for her where she where she lives uh with the um, ladies uh in a similar age and similar problems she had a, now she had a really wonderful uh people who work with her so we have been really really blessed and you know grateful every single day well, that, yeah, that is so great that you found a, a place for her because I know it's such a concern, at least from so many parents I've talked to, uh, about if they have special needs children, what happens to those kids if they, they aren't there to take care of them? And so it is a real valid concern to find that uh, a place that is supportive of what she needs, you know, that's really valuable exactly and it's very hard to trust people you know when you're uh when your child is nonverbal cannot tell you anything mm -hmm. we have been going through so many different obstacles and different problems but uh finally uh she's in a good good place right now and everything works out we knew that we have to find some place for samantha because after nick um was miraculously uh back to <laughs> our world because he was diagnosed at the age of 10 he was diagnosed with the brain tumor as well mm. and uh has a cancer fourth stage of uh medulloblastoma medulloblastoma the brain tumor and uh after the treatment and everything and he didn't have any chances to survive uh, we are the, we we are just uh, understood that we have a special mission uh, to this world to share our story and talk to as many people as we can to spread the message because he's still here mm -hmm. for some reason and having Samantha at home you know that was so timing time consuming. Uh, because she she needs a supervision 24 hours mm -hmm. so my life was between taking care of the children and uh, going to work and didn't have much time to do something else but at the time when we made the decision okay Sam we finally we have to start trusting other people and find a place for her uh, then we make a room for other great things that happen in our lives right and and make finding that path is so valuable I, I mean my younger brother was in a wheelchair and had uh duchenne's muscular dystrophy and so much effort like it's not that you you don't want to do it it's just it is so time consuming so much energy so much resources in your family are put toward that caregiving piece that it's i almost it's like you don't even realize how much goes into that until you're not doing it all of a sudden until you start to yes. release a little bit of that and but i did really see my parents struggle with how do you find that person that will do the right thing and my brother was very verbal he would tell you 
what whatever was on his mind but to not have that communication yeah i can see that would make it even scarier yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah but she's so, she's safe she's in a good place now so yeah. this is the most important mm -hmm. and how about you nicholas you uh you survived all these things how do you feel you know at, at this point uh, obviously blessed but right well i mean going through all of that cancer stuff and having a sister who um you know has special needs and such i mean it's been tough in the beginning mm -hmm. but i mean uh something that really has been keeping me going is understanding that you know, in life, there are always going to be adversities that happen to us, but either A, we could fall down and fail at something, and then we could sit there and pout about it and complain about it, or we could do the other thing, which is the route, obviously, we took, is that we stood up, we took responsibility, we did everything we could, the best that we could, and we kept on prevailing. I mean, Failure to us is not an option, not an option, sorry. <laughs> but when you do start I finding that, I think the accountability piece, when you're willing to say, okay, this really is not what I had on the agenda, but here is how I'm going to keep going forward. I mean, that's such a story of resilience, you know, and still pursuing something positive and i think a lot of people struggle with finding that mission or that purpose like you go through all this stuff and you're like okay clearly there must be a reason why <laughs> i'm still here so what is that and i it seems that as humans and then as business people we have to figure that out otherwise why are we here so just reading your story and your and the like the things that you've done for people in your community you know as far as finding a home for them or helping them get a ramp or just doing things like that increases their quality of life just immeasurably and yeah anyway tell us more about you know kind of what led you to start something where you're like hey we're gonna we're gonna do houses <laughs> this is well we do mobile homes so mobile homes manufactured yeah. housing and uh well the way we've started is uh after you know my treatment and everything and after i finished high school samantha was uh living in a group home so we we we'd have her over every every week or every other week mm -hmm. she'd spend the weekend with us but like during the weekdays uh my parents were actually wanting to create some sort of residual income, mm -hmm. you know, for the kids, me and Samantha, mm -hmm. because, you know, both of us have a lot of special problems going on in our lives. And uh, they wanted to create something that would be sustainable for us so that we could keep on going forward. And uh, I remember right after finishing high school i believe when i was 19 is when we when we first started learning about real estate investing mm -hmm. and 
we took like a bunch of courses on different real estate tactics and you know wholesaling and foreclosures and stuff but nothing really stuck to us mm-hmm. and the problem that my mom specifically had was that we were weary about our money like we didn't want to like put in a bunch of money into a real estate property and you know kind of have that uncertainty is this going to work and or learning, not yeah if, yeah if that would work or not you know investing money was uh, kind of scary for me because yeah. you know having two children with special needs and you know watching the budget all the time was like okay what's gonna happen if we're gonna lose the money with the investment because nobody will promise you you will be successful right yeah you are you you're starting the journey you're learning and uh you have to you have to think that you might lose that money so that was the reason that keep us you know in the back with the with the investing business with the taking all classes different classes because that was requiring some investment Mm -hmm. until but miraculously (laughs) there there was a last class we didn't take and it so happened to be about mobile homes and after learning about mobile homes themselves we were just hooked because it doesn't take that much money Mm -hmm. like a couple of thousand dollars into a mobile home and you could do a single deal and renovate them pretty quickly and you know that that's what started the whole entire tidal wave I, I'd like to say so we've started I forget which year it was um 19 uh, I mean uh, 2016 so, 2016 so yes. since then we've done over 100 of these mobile home rehabs and and deals where we're able to go into these homes, we fully rehab them, we make them livable, and then we either flip them, you know, for profit, or we also do the added bonus, which is uh, good for us and also good for people, is that we do financing for the mobile homes. So we help people, you know, get into affordable housing, well, affordable homes, really. Yeah, because especially with the people with lower income, um, a lot of them are struggling with uh, with the with the credit, with the banks, and everything. So the banks are not involved in uh, those transactions. We are we are as a bank for them. So yeah. they they making as a payment. Of course, it's a risk, but uh, but we are at the point that you know you have to take a little risk, but it's not the very high risk. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so the mobile homes were really, really eyes opening. Um, I'm telling you when the first, when I saw the numbers, when the teacher was explaining how the mobile home works, <laughs> was like, oh my God, I can do that. I was really resonate with what, what the teacher was uh telling and explaining because we when we started we only have like a five thousand dollars to start the business and that was uh that was for the mobile homes was a lot but compared to regular houses that was like nothing five thousand dollars and uh we 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 bought the first home for the two thousand we rehabbed uh, this home by ourselves and resell it for eight thousand dollars. 
So we just put like a, a little bit over a thousand for the rehab. Mm. And over a couple of weeks, we were able to make a profit of $5,000. So that was like, oh, okay. So we will try another one. Of course, we had, a, you know, uh, many obstacles and difficulties and uh, trying to do things by our way, not the way that, you know, the teacher was saying. Yeah. So some lessons were costful, painful, yeah. <laughs> but everybody are making mistakes, right? We are we well, in the learning process. And I kind of have a theory that if I'm going to make a mistake, I'd rather do it on a lower price point, like before it's like, oh, well, this could be a million dollars versus, hmm, okay, that was a couple grand. Like, I, I don't know, my toler risk tolerance is yeah. you know, a little more there, but I also want to key into something that you said, which is about affordable housing and our country has a crisis about affordable housing where I live if you're waiting for an apartment that list is like three years long if you're lucky you know and I know that that is kind of across the board and honestly when I first started looking at business that was my thing was like how are we going to address this issue of people nowhere to having nowhere to live and the cost of living is too high they can't get a home you know where do these people go and Anyway, that's kind of how I started looking at housing and things like that and mm -hmm. ended up talking about hoarding issues because of my own experience with them. My, and so, mm -hmm. um, but, and that can lead to homelessness and it can be really hard to get another place to live and it can be really difficult to rent again. And yeah. there is something glorious about owning your own home, you know, right. where you could change the color, change the carpet, have a pet, yes. don't have a pet. Like you have choices. And I think for me, that is one of the biggest things about owning your own home or, and, or having a mortgage that you are more in charge of that space. And, but now there's a lot of concern, some of the investment groups and things that I'm in about what's going to happen when people start facing evictions and things like that for not paying their rent and not paying their mortgages. And so it, it seems like we're headed for some, uh, another crisis in some ways around housing. And, but I see what you all are doing as a viable solution for some of these folks. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's been really, really hard for, pretty much everyone the past year but I mean this business mm. has been actually flourishing because mm. a lot of people you know they're they're not able to pay all of those mortgages. fees and their mortgages and they have no other choice but to move downgrade to go in, into mobile homes so a lot of people have been you know buying mobile homes from us this past couple of year and you know I think that it's important to look at, you know, the positive, um, even in all the negative things mm -hmm. that are going on in the world. So, yeah, it, it's truly been kind of like a blessing to us. Yeah, and we have been, um, we, we have a people who's waiting for our homes. That's right. Because it's a very high demand. And uh, we, we, we came to the, okay, to the point that 
we cannot do everything by ourselves. And when we figure it out, our system, how everything works and how everything it's easy to do it, uh, we create online course uh, where we teach people how to start uh, the business right. uh, with the mobile homes. You have that now? You have that course now? Yes, <laughs> we do. Awesome. Yes, we do because we we want to share this message with uh, with everybody <laughs> how to create affordable living uh, for people yeah. and also be in the business and make money. So, yeah. And you have to do both, you know, you have to figure out how to monetize yeah. and, and you take care of you and your family, and then you're able to do more. And I think sometimes people are afraid to ask for money for their services. I, yeah. I know about that, <laughs> you know, and you have to start saying, Hey, there's a reason why. And the more, and so I have come to the idea that the more you make the more you can help the more you can assist the more you can do and so yeah. there is a purpose behind the money you know mm -hmm. so and i know you're doing a lot of things now for veterans and you started a nonprofit, so you are already expanding your empire <laughs> so tell us more <laughs> about about that <laughs> okay so yeah i mean we'll start with the um the nonprofit thing so in 2017 uh we've started a nonprofit called golden wing helping hands and mm -hmm. what we specifically do is we do uh care packages for homeless people and these care packages they have like hats gloves socks uh basically warm clothing blankets uh non-perishable foods uh toiletry items that kind of stuff uh and then we deliver them to uh, people on the streets. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way that whole thing started was uh, two years before. I remember it was uh, around the winter time, and I was coming home from somewhere, and my mom was so excited to see me. She was like, "Well, Nick, you need to check this out. This article I just read on Facebook." And it was of some lady who was doing like blessing bags for the homeless. Mm. She's like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if we would do something like this as like a family, family tradition. tradition? And uh, I said, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And uh, well, she was kind of surprised <laughs> because actually I was like all into it. Yeah, I was really <laughs> surprised. I, I tried to, you know, be so, I mean, not try to be, I was so excited because, yeah. Uh, having alive two children that uh they they shouldn't be here uh and waking up every morning i'm so blessed and grateful for everything what i have in my life even if my life is with many obstacles and many yeah. problems but i'm still around i'm able to do you know many things and many people aren't that lucky like we are so I, when I read this article and I shared with Nick and I was like, oh, I don't know how he's going to react because, you know, the homeless people has a stigma, you know, that they, yeah. they, they own stigma, but I want to just go and do something for random people um, and show them how grateful we are, you know, and give them something. And that was around the Christmas uh 2015, 2015 that was the first time yeah. we did 35 packages uh that year mm -hmm. um and uh nick can say a little bit 
with how he get fired up. <laughs> and the next year we did 350. Wow. Right. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So basically since starting this whole entire thing, you know, from then until now we've done over 2000 of these and mm -hmm. delivered all of those, you know, ourselves. So yeah. we're really proud of that. But I mean, basically the way everything just kind of started, uh, kind of the why, why we do this. Of course, we're, we're, we're very grateful that we're still here. A lot of people don't have what we have and we're very fortunate, but um, I remember that first year when we made those care packages, we were going over to this uh, bridge in downtown Chicago. And here's a question for you is, have you ever seen the face of someone glow up when you give them something that they really need? Yes, it's amazing. When you see that mm -hmm. hope is bloom is kind of how I, like they matter. And up till that point, sometimes I didn't feel like they did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, that's, that's the exact thing that mm -hmm. got us started. So we, we arrive at this, uh, around this bridge area in Chicago, and there's like this tent of like four people who are there. There's like this little camp, homeless mm -hmm. people. And I remember we were approaching them and I was feeling so anxious with all these care packages. Like, are these people really gonna need these things that we're gonna give them? Mm -hmm. And- What they're gonna say. Yeah, what are they gonna say? And as we're approaching them, of course, more anxiety was building up, but eventually we got there. I took the care packages out of the, you know, my little carry bag. And I started handing them to each one of the, uh, the people there. And as we were about to leave, one of the guys just stood up and he gave me his hand, you know, to shake it. He's like, son, what's your name? Well, I'm Nick. Ah, Saint Nick like the angel that we need and really that's what got us going this whole entire time is that getting more of these kind of reactions from people is truly priceless and it, it, it there's really no other feeling like that so that's why we do what we do and we'll still continue doing it till i don't know <laughs> until we lose our legs and arms and so i'm talking to saint nick that is not what i expected today but that is awesome <laughs> no yeah. ho 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 though <laughs> <laughs> well see i didn't want to, i wanted to call you by the appropriate name right <laughs> saint nick <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, well that is that's phenomenal and and seeing how you can impact people positively by something so we take for granted a lot of the times what we have until we don't have it and just knowing that you gave someone a blanket or warm socks or food you know just that basic human need you know and to feel like you matter so many people don't i've worked with some nonprofits that have done meals and things like that and and i try to make a point. If I see a person, I make eye contact and because it feels like 
if if I can do nothing else, at least you know that I saw you and we acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, there is so much stigma around the homeless situations and people that are often d- dealing with mental health things that are in those situations. And there's so much negative stigma that goes with all that, that if you can be a light in that situation, you are you are bright, you are a saint in their mindset. And so the fact that you willingly, it's almost like firefighters or people like you're willingly stepping into that. And a lot of people are going the other way. So when you step into it, you are positively impacting whatever situation you're in. So it just warms my heart to hear your, your story and how you are definitely positively impacting people. That's just phenomenal. Thank you. So I noticed that you were talking about Make-A-Wish and like that kind of, like you said, a -A Make-A-Wish kid. And that just really resonated for me because my younger brother was also a -A Make-A-Wish kid. And Uh they helped his dream come true to go to Legoland in Denmark before there was Legoland in other countries. And so that was, that's really cool that I was like, wow, there's just one other, like a connecting piece because we, we have the medical stuff, right? But kids need hope too. Families need hope. And that's what was just amazing to me, even as a teenager, like, oh, look, like we, we, this, uh, us as a family, we matter. We get to go do something cool. Mm-hmm. And Make-A-Wish did the whole, like the whole thing. Anyway, yeah. I'll be quiet. So tell us more about, <laughs> about that. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I did have my Make-A-Wish when I was like, uh, the trip we went to, Japan. I was like 11 or 12. We went to Japan actually. Oh, wow. Which yeah, was pretty be, awesome. Because uh, Nick went to uh, his sur- uh, the the doctor who did yeah. the surgery uh, was uh, Japanese, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he was so grateful and you know talking so much about uh, his doctor, Doctor Tamida, Doctor Tamida. This oh that would be cool, you know, to know yeah. uh, where he lived and everything. We we are always you know so fascinated about the world, about the different. Uh, uh countries and everything mm. and and have a, a lot of conversations and when uh was time um to make a decision what kind of wish he wants you mentioned the legoland legoland was on our list as well yes, yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> because he was all lego you know all yeah. kind of like i don't know mm-hmm. how many Legos were around our house that time, but yeah. uh, I was always the person because we, the person to uh, dream big, and uh, my husband is you know more like a realistic person. Okay, think what we can do now. Don't go big because it's a risk there. Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, no, we have to go big. Big. Nick, we put the Legoland on the second place, but please go higher. And he said, maybe Japan? <laughs> yes, yes, do that. 
<laughs> the Japan was our first choice. Neg was yeah. uh, very, uh, very, um, how are you saying that? Fascinated with the manga right. things, you know, the the, right. the comics and everything. Mm. So he met one of the the uh, very non uh, comic writer over there. So this was really the the, the trip was yeah awesome. So that is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> really fun. Yeah, and and a couple of years ago, actually, uh, we have been able to meet Frank Shankwitz. The guy who's behind all wishes yeah and uh, he was here in chicago in a, one of the events and uh we went we went there and nick has a picture we have a picture uh, of us um in a japan in a japanese costumes oh nice <laughs> very hilarious picture yeah. <laughs> and he brought this picture and showed to frank and said Thank you so much, making my dream come true. Thank you, thank you. I was able to go to Japan, uh, see the culture, and mm. you know, uh, learn more about the country that the doctor, my doctor, used to live there, and he saved my life. Yeah. And now you're doing the great things for all kids. So that was really awesome, you know, uh, meeting Frank Shankwitz, and uh, we we kind of few times had a occasion to talk to him yeah. he's unfortunately passed mm -hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago so that was really heartbreaking for us yeah very right. hard yeah that, that was very hard to read about that because i just there was so much i couldn't do for my brother or my family and they were able to do that and so i just it was definitely one of the great trips and memories that we talked about for years, um, mm -hmm. you know, because you just, you don't realize like how beautiful it is to have a, a, your dream granted, I think. And it just, it's, when I read that I, that he had passed away, I was like, oh, I've just like, what a great thing he created. And, but then also look at that legacy, you know, the legacy that he has left behind and how, right. I think a lot of us get into business sometimes to leave that legacy. And, and it's one of the ways you can control like ha leaving one, creating one. And yeah. sure. so it's really just, I love to hear that. I love that you got to go to Japan. That's, I was, I was in the Navy and I got to see Japan. I got to climb Mount Fuji. So there was some like allure, oh. you know, to, to that. Mm -hmm. So and traveling, like being able to travel and go see those places is just eye-opening, you know, it's really how cool that that was what you wanted, like you wanted to know more about the doctor that stayed, like that is amazing. <laughs> so how, what else would you like to share or how, how would you like people to reach out to you if they have questions or want to get your course? Uh so i mean the greatest way to get in contact with us is of course through facebook but we have like numerous websites that we could send to you <laughs> numerous, meaning like numerous actually, yeah, got like goldenwingmobilehomes.com and yeah. then mobilehomemoneymakers.com yeah and then goldenwinghelpinghands.com.org.org yeah. okay 
Yeah. So all, all ways to reach out to you and see what you're doing and support the work that, that you are doing and the legacy you're creating. Um, I, I have heard and talked with other real estate investors as well who have really found freedom for their families uh, yeah. through that. And so in creating that residual and eventually passive <laughs> income sometimes um, is really key, I think, for, for creating that family legacy, so. Yeah. Yeah, and with the mobile homes, it's really low risk and high profit. Uh, business so it's really really easy to do it if you know some secrets uh mm -hmm. and, you know it's it it's it's really it's it's really cool this is business uh actually you know provide the american dream homes for so many people and also the american dream for us mm -hmm. the american american dream uh it's still there it's still alive yeah. <laughs> and, and people can choose it I, yeah. people every day you have a choice on what you're going to do and yes. how you're going to show up and once you start defining your purpose it's it it becomes so clear like you know on oh this is how we're going to do this so i am just i am very honored that you took the time to be here and talk with us and share your story because it's it is that one of positivity and hope that we really need right now like we really need to hear the good things that are happening for people. Yeah. Yes, and it's very important also, uh, you know, um, be aware of what, what you think of, you know, what kind of uh, thoughts you're putting in your head, because it, th this is the same thing, what kind of thoughts you're putting in your head, this, that, that, that kind of outcome you're going to have, the same thing, what kind of food you're putting in your body, mm -hmm. the same thing, your body will show you, you know, if it's healthy or sick, the same, same thing. So it's really important to, uh, even if you have a dark times, find something, you know, just start with the one thing, positive thing. And when you find this one, you right away find something, on a, you know, another positive thing so this is this is my recipe you know for <laughs> <laughs> and it's working. the dark places <laughs> always always find something positive always because otherwise you, you know we can be in a closet for so many years mm. and be you know with our dark thoughts and everything for so long and life it's so short too short and we don't have a time for uh, wasting a time <laughs> for the negative things and, you know, complaining. Everybody has something, right, that you can complain. <laughs> I rather co just concentrate on the good things, you know, what I can do for others or how we can improve our business or wherever you can find anything. Mm. Yeah, the finding that the positive if you can you know and there is all even if it's like hey i have shoes today <laughs> or i have i mean and i know some people say like start your day and end your day with like the three things you're grateful for yes and it can be anything and if you are having a hard time you're right finding one thing exactly. like my clothes are clean <laughs> yeah um, i have 
place to live. I have a place to live. I I woke up this morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I talked to someone, a couple random person I met in the store and he's like 91. And he said, every day I wake up and I thank God that for three things, I'm alive and I have two eyes that can see. So for him, that's the three. And I'm like, yeah, attitude of gratitude. Mm -hmm. Even at 91, when you're struggling, you've lost your spouse, you've done these things. And still he's finding that thing to be grateful for. So it's, I think the attitude of gratitude, like you mentioned, is like how we should be operating. I'm trying to not Mm. use the word should, but that's how we can operate positively. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time and sharing your story. And I'm really looking forward to um, getting this out so people can hear more about the the great things you're doing and knowing that hope is definitely an option. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having us. We're all part to need it, that we can share our, our story. Yeah. The Today I Decide Mental Health Summit will be held virtually on Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. This summit is designed to provide hope and to show others that they are not alone in overcoming mental health challenges. Mental health issues plague many people in our world, and we may not always know that until it is too late. This summit is bringing awareness to mental health issues, providing a place for discussion, awareness, and resilience solutions. We've got many amazing speakers uh, lined up sharing their stories of overcoming struggle and resilience. I'm very honored to be one of the speakers for this amazing event. I invite you to join us. You can find more information with our hashtag today I decide, and you can also find more details and check out the great sponsorship options at veteranssocialsummit.com. Thank you so much for being willing to be a part of the solution.